Pro-baby killers continue to protest in front of the homes of the Supreme Court justices, but their protests are getting dumber by the second, and I don't think it's going to convince anybody. Joe Biden better start worrying about impeachments next year because he keeps breaking the law, and Germany's ideology has finally hit the hard wall of reality. Maybe they shouldn't have sculpted policy from Greta Thunberg. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. If you had the day off because of Juneteenth, I hope you had a great day off. I hope you had a nice weekend. Okay, so let's get uh, to the stupid of the week, because we didn't really talk about it. We just talked about uh, Juneteenth yesterday. So... Joe Biden, again, is spending his weekend in Delaware, and I think he's still there. Uh, he was spending the weekend for Juneteenth. He was celebrating Juneteenth. He was celebrating his anniversary. He was celebrating Father's Day. By the way, happy Father's Day to everybody. Um, but his antics at the White House that he would have during the White House, they're following him to Delaware. He can't escape it anymore. I mean, this weekend, while he was riding his bike, he came upon a gaggle of reporters. Um, or is it a herd of reporters? For Trump, it's probably a murder of reporters. But anyway, whatever. Anyway, he came to a stop on his bike while he's riding his bike. I guess he's still trying to prove that he's young and spry. It's not working. Uh, he stopped, put his foot down, lost his balance, and fell right over. Now, we're not talking he was riding his bike and he hit a pothole or something and he, he flipped off his bike. He actually stopped, put his foot down, and fell. So he wasn't moving at all. Now, the good news is he's okay. Uh, he got up the little bit. He got up uh, later and someone asked him, are you okay? And he was dressed in a suit. He walked out of church and he did a little, I don't know, little hop or jig or I don't know what he was actually doing, but he got up. He's, he's doing okay. Um, but I have one question and it should be an obvious one. What the F is wrong with his wife? This guy trips at least twice when he boards, at least twice it's happened when he was boarding Air Force One. And we're not talking trips when he's walking down the stairs, trips when he's walking up the stairs. He did it again about a week. He did it again last week. Why the hell would she put this decrepit old man, her husband, who has no idea where he friggin' is, on a bike? What if he breaks his hip? He falls and breaks his hip. That's like a death sentence for a man his age. I don't know if she's trying to knock him off and trying to collect all that Chinese and Ukrainian money that he's been collecting for all these years, and she wants to inherit it all? The other question is, what is Hunter Biden going to do for a career and for his money-making schemes if his father ends up not president anymore? I It's, I don't know. I don't know. I know I'm supposed to have empathy for this guy, but I don't. I, I absolutely don't. Look what he's done to this country. And he, the guy continues to gallivant around the country, I mean, the guy's the guy's at in the guy is in Delaware more than he's at the White House. And by the way, when he's at the White House, we don't know what he's doing. He's probably sleeping all the time. So when I look at inflation, when I look at uh, high gas prices, when I go to the stores and I can't find pasta because they're not on the shelves, I don't give a damn about him. 
screw him. I hope he falls and breaks a hip. He's just a miserable old man. And I, even though Kamala Harris is in the wings, she's a miserable human being too. But at least, I mean, she's sentient. She's conscious. I hope, I hope he continues to do this crap and he continues to make an ass out of himself because he's already become a national joke. Well, keep doing it. Don, uh, Donald Trump Jr., he summed it up perfectly after this guy fell off his bike. He said, quote, I'm not sure there's ever been a more perfect metaphor for the current state of our country than Biden falling off his bike while standing still for literally no reason. I mean, I saw that. I, I saw this. It was funny. He was literally standing and he just fell over. But it isn't that Joe Biden is, it isn't just Joe Biden that is an incompetent buffoon in this administration. Then there's Karen Jean-Pierre, right? Who couldn't find her ass with both hands on a roadmap. Peter Ducey is making sure, we all know it, because he keeps tearing her apart. He's going to make this gal cry one day on stage. Now, I never liked Jen Psaki. Jen Psaki, but Jen Psaki could lie. This broad knew how to lie. Karen Jean-Pierre, uh-uh. She does not know what she's doing. Here is uh, Peter Ducey asking her, asking Jean-Pierre, why is it Biden keeps saying that inflation is worse in every other country? which is the new talking point. And she comes up with kind of a strange, well, come on, let's face it. She came up with a non-answer. So listen to, listen to her answer this question. Why is the president saying that, in, in, pardon? Why is the president saying <laughs> that inflation is worse everywhere but here? Uh, because what we have seen uh, across the globe, first of all, inflation is a global challenge, as we have said. Uh, it is, uh, it is, it is, it is caused by uh, uh, clearly um, the pandemic, this once-in-a-generation pandemic that we are coming out of, and also uh, most recently uh, the war that uh, that. Putin started in Ukraine that has caused inflation as we look at food and as we look at gas prices. So if you look at globally other countries um, and if you look at where we are economically, when you think about the Group 7, the G7, uh, we are in a much stronger place than we are economically than, than the rest. Okay, that uh, again, a completely really non-answer. That's not what he asked. He asked, why does he keep saying everybody else is worse than we are? Of course, we are in a stronger economic position than the rest of the world. We still are the strongest economy in the world. But to sit back and say our inflation rate is worse, is better than anybody else's, that's simply not true. I, there are a lot of other countries that are economically, or as far as inflation goes, in far better position than we are. And that's, and by the way, there she is again, blaming uh, 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 the war blaming the pandemic. The pandemic's been over for over a year now. It, it really is. It's getting tiresome to he keep blaming the pandemic. At least she didn't blame Trump. She didn't blame, uh, what are the other things she's blaming? She didn't blame Trump. She didn't blame the gas company. She didn't blame corporate greed, all of that. Other, or she didn't blame the fact that the Republicans didn't pass that build back better garbage bill. I mean, there, there's that. But, you know, Peter Ducey, he's not having any of it. And so he wrecks her here, and she doesn't even know how to respond. Listen. 
and also... I did the yep. quote, though. He says that inflation is worse everywhere but here. That's not true. The U.S. has worse inflation than Germany, France, Japan, Canada, India, Italy, Saudi Arabia. Well, so why is he saying that? I think what we are saying is that... Uh, when you talk about inflation, it is a global thing. And it is not just about the United States. This is something that everyone is feeling because of coming out of once-in-a-lifetime once in pandemic, because of the war that Russia has started in Ukraine. Okay. The problem with lying all the time is that your BS starts getting called out. And she basically answered her lie, her BS lie, by just repeating her BS lie. Ducey called her out. And by the way, this isn't something that is hidden. I mean, you, you can research this. This is not a big deal. Type in inflation rate in the world. You will get a list. There are about 19 countries that have better inflation rates than we do, including a bunch of first world countries. So sitting back and saying that, oh, hey, we've got, we've got it better than anybody. No, we don't. And we've got evidence of that. And Peter Ducey just listed off a bunch of first world countries that are not having the problems we're having. And instead of sitting back and saying, yeah, it's just a global, it's just a global inf problem. They keep saying, well, it's worse. And then they keep talking about the pandemic and the war. They have nothing. And by the way, no one believes this. Even CNN. I, I'm not sure what's going on with CNN where they've decided that it's time to either moderate ourselves or become more conservative. But even CNN, Don Lemon, Van Jones, who, by the way, Van Jones is a moderate. He's actually not that extreme. Even Brian Stelter, who's probably not going to have a job after in the next couple of weeks, these guys are beginning to moderate a little bit to the right. They're not, they're not, I mean, we're not talking they're Fox News or anything, but at least they're beginning to say, hey, listen, we've got some major problems here. And th this, this president is worried about trans rights and all of this crap. They're calling it out now which is something really bizarre. They're still paying attention to the January 6th issue. But even Van Jones has said, you guys are worried about something that happened a year and a half ago. We're having problems today. People are not... Hillary Clinton said the same thing. They're worried about non-issues. They're worried about things that nobody cares about. And they're not taking, pro they're not taking care of things that people really are worried about. And they just don't get it. And then the things that they, when they're actually confronted, they lie. And now they're getting called out for their lies. Pretty incredible. Okay, in another story that happened this weekend, according to Fox News, and I, I wanted to report this just because, I, I mean, someone tried to kill Brett Kavanaugh and nobody seems to be doing anything about it. So I thought this was kind of important. So according to Fox News, Pro-choice protesters congregated outside Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett's Virginia home on Saturday, dressed in clothing, appearing to be soaked with blood, and holding baby doll toys. Now, don't forget, Amy Coney Barrett lives there with her husband and her six kids, including two adopted kids. And she's got to deal with this crap outside. Continuing, quote, abortion on demand and without apology, end quote, signs held by members of the group Rise Up for Abortion Rights read on Saturday as they stood outside Barrett's home in Falls Church. Now, abortion now is not even a, a rough decision for these people anymore. They just want to be able to kill babies anytime they want. 
This is an ideology that, yeah, we're not going to ever agree on. Uh, the protesters were armed with baby doll props. Yes, they were carrying actual dolls with their hands tied. So the girls would hold, would had their hands tied with tape or something, and they were holding a doll. And were wearing pants appearing to be soaked in blood to show the f a future of forced births if the Supreme Court overturns Roe versus Wade. One thing the article didn't mention, these were little girls. These were like 14, 15, 16-year-old high school teens. Okay, these were not you know, 30, 40 year old women. These were, these were, these were teenagers. Last I heard, we do not make policy. And we're going to talk about that a little later. We do not make policy based on what a bunch of 16 year olds want. But anyway, uh, listen to what they had to say. And, and by the way, learn to pronounce words, because this is one thing that you kind of really lose your credibility if you can't pronounce simple words in the English language. Listen. So now that you put these outfits on, does it make you feel any kind of way? It makes, makes me feel terrified. But also powerful. And like we're, we're doing something important because this is how a lot of women, this is what a lot of women are going through. People are actually dying and bleeding out because they can't get a safe abortion. And this is the terrifying visual of what America is going to look like. It's the terrifying visual that children are giving birth to children. They're being forced to against their will. Okay, a few things about this. It, first off, learn to say important. That's not a word. Important. But I, I don't want to hear from a kid who can't even say important correctly. Second off, um, it, this is what these people do. They don't, they don't sit back and actually have a discussion. For example, I would love to get one of those 16-year-olds and debate them. I'd kill them. I'd destroy their argument. But they don't think like that. And by the way, what experience do these kids have? These kids are making, uh, they have no idea on what it is to be a parent. They have no idea what it is to have babies. And they're trying to tell the Supreme Court what they should do. They think they're wiser than Supreme Court members. And you can also see that it's first, and, and th that's the other thing. No one is forcing you to give birth. Nobody's forcing you to give, no one's forcing you to get pregnant. You got pregnant. That I mean, That's a consequence of having sex. And I got into an argument on Twitter about this where I said, well, I mean, I do want to point out that sex is, is the main goal of sex is to actually have babies. That's why sex is there. And then some people, some people actually argue, well, no, it's also to relax. It's also to have fun. I, I mean, you can go on a hike and it does the same thing in that case. But sex, the end goal of a hike is not getting pregnant. The end goal of sex is you will get, you. there's a good chance you will get pregnant. 
People just can't get out of their minds that doing things irresponsibly could lead to consequences. But that's the problem with the left. They want to wipe away consequences. And the one thing I can't stand is when people say, well, you're a man, you don't... A man, I've never... In any of my relationships, we've never had an abortion, and I've had four kids. So I don't want to hear... And Josie, same thing. She's had three kids. And her daughter outside of wedlock, got pregnant twice. She had two kids. We do not support abortion. We've never supported abortion. Even Josie, sometimes she'll say, no, I kind of do. But she doesn't support abortion like these idiots do. She supports abortion as it should be an option, but she's got a very moderate stance on it. She doesn't think people should be getting six, seven, ten abortions. Anyway, going back to it, um, the Supreme Court, these people are not going to listen to these kids. And they're getting so stupid that these arguments in these shows are getting so stupid, it's not going to change anyone's mind. And the longer these protests continue, guess what? The Supreme Court justices are just going to get used to it. Now, I am abs- we were supposed to hear something today. Again, nothing came out. I don't know what. That Chief Justice John Roberts has got to be the worst freaking Supreme Court uh uh, justice in the world. It is immoral that he hasn't released this uh, finding. Because the second he releases this finding, all this crap is going to end. But he just refuses to release the... Which tells me, honestly, because he wants a more moderate position, Roe versus Wade is probably going to be overturned. That nothing has been changed. He's waiting to the last minute. It also could be he's waiting to the last minute that uh, because they want to do it at the end of the session so that they can put out the ruling and then get the hell out of Dodge. That could be what they're also doing. I don't know if that really makes that much of a difference. I know a bunch of them are going to take vacations. So another problem I have with this is that um, someone tried to kill Brett Kavanaugh two weeks ago. Where the hell is Merrick Merrick Garland in this whole thing? Why isn't he arresting people? Why isn't he doing any kind of investigation? What exactly are these people doing? There's a group right now called Jane's Revenge, and they are hitting, not pro-abortion, just pro-abortion clinics, but they're hitting places that try and give women options other than abortion. They're not even abortion clinics. They're not tricking anyone. They're not secret. It's basically counseling services for pregnant teens and pregnant women who don't know what to do. This group, Jane's Revenge, has been taking down, vandalizing, firebombing these clinics. And they're openly admitting it. They said in a statement, this group said in a statement, we will never stop, back down, or slow down, or retreat. We will not We did not want this, but it is upon us, and so we must deal with it proportionately. We exist in in confluence and solidarity with all others in the struggle for complete liberation. Our recourse now is to defend ourselves and to build robust, caring communities of mutual aid so that we may heal ourselves without the need of of the medical industry or any other intermediary. I, I, I don't even know what they're saying here. 
Um, though attack, through attacking, we find joy, courage, and strip the veneer of impre- impenetrability held by these violent institutions. Violent institutions. Violent. Um, these institutions basically say, oh, well, I mean, you can get an abortion, but you don't have to, and here are the other options. That's violence. Meanwhile, these guys are committing violence. Their graffiti is, if some of their graffiti says, if abortion isn't safe, neither are you. That sounds like a threat to me. Maybe I'm way off, but that sounds like a threat to me. That sounds like, hmm, domestic terrorism? And Merrick Garland and the Justice Department, they're doing nothing about it. They have been called by Republicans and by these clinics to investigate this stuff and start arresting people. But like Antifa, like BLM, during the riots of 2020... Justice Department's not going to do anything. I have said this from day one. They're not going to do anything. I mean, Democrats didn't even want to protect, didn't even want 24-7 protection for the Supreme Court justices. Why is that? Because violence is the left's way. Violence is what the left wants if they don't get their way. The left, the Justice Department, I'll go so far, the president wants one of these Supreme Court justices to get the conservative ones to get assassinated. They want this because Joe Biden wants to put in one of his activist just judges. The ruling is expected this week or next week. Uh, again, something was supposed to be released today. It wasn't. We'll see what happens on Friday. Um, they're coming out by the day now. So, I mean, it could be tomorrow. We don't know. Uh, I'm expecting it's going to be released on the last day because they're probably expecting violence. Um, But be prepared for another summer of riots because that is coming. And the amazing thing is, and no one will do anything about it. These idiots will be able to burn down whatever they want to burn down. And nobody will do anything about it. And I find it ironic that these people want to take away our guns. We, we have to protect ourselves now because there are no cops. But now they want to take away a, a, uh, one of the abilities we'd have to protect ourselves. Go figure it. Okay, um, this is something that I, I find amazing. And I think this is something that Joe Biden's going to have to worry about. According to Fox News, President Joe Biden's Department of Homeland Security is drafting plans to drop off migrants in American towns hours past the U.S.-Mexico border, Republican lawmakers say. The potential policy is one way DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas is seeking to ease the influx of migrants to U.S. border towns. Of course, what he could do is instead of bringing them inland, he can, I don't know, send them back to Mexico, but he's not doing that. According to a report from the New York Post, uh, Representative August Fluger Republican from Texas sent a letter to Mayorkas expressing uh, his concern about the government sending waves of migrants to San Angelo, Texas, a town he represents. Quote, San Angelo is a welcoming community, but the locality has not volunteered for this mission, nor are they responsible for the burdens of the border crisis, Fluger wrote in the letter. The situation is a direct result of DHS's short-sighted policies that encourage more illegal immigration and the agency's failure to establish operational control of the southern border, he added. 
Okay, Democrats are going to get murdered in November. I have always, I think I say that in every podcast. As a matter of fact, I think I have in my notes, I was going to say it again today. Uh, I'm going to try not to because it's just getting repetitive. When Republicans take over the House and the Senate in 2023, one of the things they're going to have to do if they have any balls is run impeachment. Now, the problem Republicans have with impeachment is they actually read the Constitution and respect the Constitution, and they they need something called high crimes and misdemeanors. That's actually what it says in the Constitution. In other words, Biden actually has to do something wrong. Unlike Democrats that'll impeach anybody for a phone call or will impeach a president that is no longer president... Democrats don't need read the Constitution. They don't care about the Constitution. Republicans do. Here's the thing. Uh, Republicans actually have a crime now. It's called aiding and abetting felons. That is what this what the Biden administration is doing now by deliberately ignoring federal law and then shipping these people within the country. They are violating federal law. The Biden administration is doing it on purpose, and Joe Biden should be impeached for this. Now, I hope, and it's impeachable. I don't think there's a doubt. They, there's code in the law. Joe Biden can't just sit there and ignore laws passed by Congress because he doesn't want to. He wants to. That's not how it works. Let's just hope the Republicans, and they say they do, but I, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, let's just hope the Republicans have the balls to do it. And I'm not so sure they do yet. Okay, in our last story, um, I, I'm not surprised by this. This is when ideology hits reality. And by the way, when ideology hits reality, ideology is the always the thing that falls on its ass. According to the Wall Street Journal, Germany will restart coal-fired power plants and offer incentives for companies to curb natural gas consumption, marking a new step in the economic war between Europe and Russia. Berlin unveiled the measure Sunday after Russia cut gas supplies to Europe last week as it punched back against European sanctions and military support for Ukraine. The steps, part of the broader strategy initiated after the invasion of Ukraine, aim to reduce gas consumption and divert gas deliveries to storage facilities to ensure that the country has enough gas reserves to get through the winter. Russia's gradual cutting of gas supplies has raised the specter of potential fuel shortages. If Europe goes into a winter with less than full stowages, it could... Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Russia's gradual cut... I can't read. Uh, if Russia's... Russia's gradual cutting of gas supplies has raised the specter of potential fuel shortage if Europe goes into winter with less than full stowages. It has also raised prices, putting additional pressure on economies that are already struggling with high inflation and rising borrowing costs and face the prospect of recession. Okay, so what basically they're doing is they've decided, okay, we can't, we can't, we don't have enough fuel for the winter. Our reserves are being sucked down. And by the way, this is happening in this country too. We are we are selling reserves to countries like Germany. 
right now, which makes like zero sense. Our fuel reserve is only for things like war. We're not supposed to be using our reserves for, you know, lowering gas prices or for countries that are, have fuel shortages. That's not a thing. We're not supposed to be using that. And our reserves are not being replaced. That's half the reason Joe Biden is going to Saudi Arabia is to beg for oil. I mean, we can produce oil here, but they keep ending these leases, which makes no sense. So Germany has decided, okay, we're going to start using fossil fuels again to replenish those reserves. And we're going to give benefits to companies that use less fuel so that they can build those reserves again. The problem that Germany and the rest of the world is having is that reality is beginning to poke their ideology. And it's really hard. You can't base policy on the ideology of an 18-year-old high school dropout. In this case, Greta Thunberg. We see, we're seeing this now. We're seeing it in the United States. We're seeing it in other countries. I mean, Germany used to run a lot of their power on not only gas, not only coal, but they used to run their country a lot on nuclear, and they got rid of that too, because for some reason everyone's scared of nuclear energy. Right now, France is the one that's not suffering much. You know why? Most of their country, I think it's like 60 to 70% of their country is run on nuclear power. This country needs to go back into nuclear power. One of the reasons I voted for Michael Schellenberger is because he believes that California can be fixed. We just need to turn on these nuclear power plants. I, I, I believe I read someplace, they are now retrofitting. I live in San Diego, and they have the San Onofre nuclear power plant. It was shut down because it needed retrofitting. My understanding is they are actually re-retrofitting that nuclear power plant because power has gotten too expensive in, in that area. And now they want to bring it back online, which would be a fantastic idea. The problem we have in this country, Joe Biden is an example of a guy who can't get past his ideology. He is stuck in a, he is stuck in a leftist echo chamber with his cabinet and with the leftist uh, influencers. And he is not hearing anything from the other side. And he's too stupid to ask questions. He's too old, and he doesn't even know what's going on. Let's be honest. He really doesn't know what's going on. Democrats are going to pay for this. They are going to pay for this, and they're going to pay hard. But we are going to be paying for it over the next couple of years, two, three years. See, even if Republicans win in 2022, we still have that decrepit, senile old man in office. And he's still running things, and he's running things with his pen. He doesn't care about laws. When Republicans take over in January of 2023, they're, they're going to have to, if they want to really do something, they want to influence 2024 right off the bat, they come up with laws left and right and let that senile old man veto everything and make him look worse and worse and worse and worse. That way we can at least be guaranteed no Democrat will win the presidency for the next 12 years. I see this whole thing just like I saw it and a lot of you are younger than I am just like I saw it in the 70s with Jimmy Carter and then when Reagan took over and if DeSantis decides to run and DeSantis decides and wins I hope Trump doesn't run because I think Trump's too old 
I don't want to see Trump win. But if DeSantis wins, be prepared for another 12 years of Republican rule. Okay, uh, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and pop on over to Rumble and take a look. I've got uh, a few videos, brand new videos there. Just search for dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Uh, <coughs> .com. Hit that Rumble button. Subscribe. Watch those videos and enjoy. This is Gene. Talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Talking Politics.